it's going to be such a very difficult journey if ever you want to do anything advocacy based especially in the Philippines because a lot of things and we as a country go through a lot of trauma and a lot of difficulties so i think always have hope like no matter what like the hope of being able to still carry on despite the difficulties that are thrown at you as or despite how dark everything seems so i think continue it's grit and hope i would highly suggest for everyone to still continue um carrying on Hello, hello, this is Adriel and you're listening to Para Canino Podcast, the Filipino podcast that tells stories of young leaders, advocates, and social entrepreneurs hustling to build a sustainable and inclusive future for all. So, nagbabalik tayo, no? After a quick break, kasi talagang kinailangan lang natin huminga for a while, especially after the elections, kasi di ba? It's important to, you know, stay healthy, not just physically, but also mentally, di ba? Kailangan natin yan para makapagpatuloy tayo no, sa mga struggles and advocacies natin para energize tayo ulit para magsilbe para sa bayan. No? So speaking of mental health, you know, in this episode, we'll be chatting with a young social entrepreneur who's making mental health care and education more accessible for all. She's the founder and CEO of Empath, a social enterprise on a mission to enable and empower Filipinos to become advocates for their own and each other's mental health and well-being. These are done through counseling, wellness, and psychosocial educational services. So let's all welcome to Para Kanina Podcast, Steph Naval. Hi, Steph. Kumusta? Hi. Good day to you, Adriel, as well. Thank you for inviting me. Right, right. Kumusta naman ang ating ano, weather dyan? Kasi nag-enter na tayo sa monsoon season. Maulan ba dyan sa inyo? Yeah, also same here. Hey, sniba, parang ang, ang sarap hindi pumasok. Joke. <laughs> But anyway, thank you so much for joining me in this sort of like a comeback episode, no? So, moments ago, I I mentioned I kind of took a quick break from this podcast, no, para huminga lang and to recuperate from the recent elections, from the hustle at work. Among many others, no? And I wanted to produce this episode because I think uh, maraming tao yung, no, hindi lang young people, no? Nasagit na siguro ng ganitong situation din. And I think makaka-relate sila dito. And I also wanted to take this opportunity to continue sharing ways for people to access mental health care and education, no? And that is through um, your social enterprise, no, Empath. So to begin... Um, Steph, I'm curious to know how you started becoming passionate about mental health. No, your journey of becoming an advocate and social entrepreneur for mental health. When did you realize you wanted to build Empath? Yes, I think that's a really great question to start things off. And Empath started because at 14 years old, I was manifesting several mental health conditions, and it was extremely difficult to navigate your way through the mental health care system here in the Philippines, especially when there's such a great significant lack of accessibility when it comes to the mental health care. And It was a long journey, so I've been through that whole system for around six to seven years. And because of this difficulty, sometimes even going through the mental health care system can lead to exacerbate your mental health conditions. So 
because of this, um, I also found out that this was not just a problem happening to me, but millions of other Filipinos as well. So I decided to start Empath, which advocates for accessible mental health care and psychoeducation. Um, that's why we provide tele-mental health consultations. We try to cater to families, minors. We also cater to not just companies, but also we open to schools and nonprofits as well. Um, so can you tell us, you know, what's the core of empath? What's at the core of empath? No, what are what is that problem that your social enterprise is trying to solve? Can you paint us a picture of what does the mental health care space look like dito sa Philippines? Yeah, so for us, we actually call it the dimensions of accessibility. Um, there are various um, dimensions. So there could be social. This is a framework that I decided to implement with the Empath team. So there's social, um, geographical. There's also technology barriers. So it's just the various barriers that comes with the mental health space. So for example, what a lot of people think that only the, the only barriers there exist is geographical and financial. Although those are valid barriers, some may not know that um, when it comes to languages or dialects, that's a barrier for mental health. So that's why for Empath, we also have um, psychologists that speak different Filipino dialects and we can cater to people in Filipino dialects. And we also have one who's equipped with Filipino sign language as well. Um, that's many barriers, but specifically for Empath, we want to um, take things step by step. And so we're hoping to cater first with efficiency, affordability, quality, and reliability. So those are the problems we want to address. So we have our um, tech platform to be able to smoothen processes when it comes to the mental health care system. So usually it takes like a month or three to four months to even book a session um, here in the Philippines. And it's long waiting lines, etc. But for us, we like to democratize it. And what happens was you can book with us. I think other companies and clinics would take either. I think the shortest time we saw is 48 hours, but for us, essentially the next day. So within like less than 16 hours, you can already book a session, especially when it's urgent. And that's what we help. Um, we're not the hotline, at least not yet. Um, mainly because um, a lot of people think that when it comes to efficiency, oh, dapat hotline. That's not necessarily the case because when it comes to hotline or crisis lines, um, it's not actual therapy. It's more of like first aid. It's not. Um, it's really just first aid assistance or like what's the um, episode that's happening now. But then to have like long-term effects with therapy and all that, that's really like the process of the whole booking platform, scheduling out time, not just for the mental health professional, but then for you as well. And then the second one also includes affordability. So we're going to launch live um, our empath consultations and wellness consultations. That would be the more affordable telemental health consultation. So for um, Filipinos out there, it'd be around 500 pesos for empath consultations and the wellness consultations would be 300 pesos. So that will be deployed by the team members under empath. And then the last one, which is quality and reliability. So we see that there is a great lack of quality when it comes to mental health professionals here in the Philippines, especially since we're quite in the early stages of when it comes to the mental health movement. So for us, we also practice a lot of in-house training, um, automatic uh, matching, peer supervision systems. So in Empath, we do have a mechanism in place to be able to provide uh, development and growth for these mental health professionals. So it's not just managing the market of the clients that we have, but it's also managing the sector of mental health professionals as well. 
So those were at least were the three uh, value propositions that we can offer for to be able to contribute to make things a little bit more accessible for the mental health space here in the Philippines. Grabe. Yung 500 pesos, sobrang laking bagay na nun, no? Kasi talagang um, sobrang expensive mag-access. Like, just scanning through different services. Sobrang swerte mo na kung makakita ka ng free. Pero at the same time, di ba, syempre yung kabilang side naman dun, minsan yung quality naman yung nasa sacrifice, no? And siguro, baka mas kailangan mo ng long-term na um, pag-seek ng support. Pero yung mga ganun kasing free, minsan one-time lang siya, no? Hindi mo na kailangan, hindi mo pwedeng ulit-ulitin. Kasi syempre, they are also probably take, um, catering to other patients then no? Pero definitely agree to the things that you said no for for the longest time diba talking about mental health is still a taboo issue kahit dito sa uh, household diba parang it's usually reduced to having lack of faith or pag-iinom lang diba parang pero sabi nga diba mental health is health diba it's a legit health issue that also needs the same if not more attention kasi diba typically it's invisible to the eye no and i like to highlight again what you said about yung language barrier grabe sobrang ano yon hindi masyado na pag-uusapan lalo na diba itong term natin diba mental health mas madalas natin nagagamit yung mental health na term kaysa yung lusog isip so sobrang ano niya um iba paano mo nga naman ba ipapaliwanag dun sa isang tao if hindi niya alam yung terms in english or in or in um their own um language diba so it's great na meron kayong Um, parang partners who are, can provide those services in different languages kasi yun nga, it's part of making mental health care and education more accessible for everyone diba hindi lang dito sa metro na mas um, english speaking yung mga tao no and again we're very happy na at, at least now no there we were seeing more efforts here and there diba and mas maraming young people that are who are becoming more aware of the importance of taking care of our mental health. Um, Steph, you built Empath as a social enterprise or as an impact-driven business. Could you share with us your motivation behind this decision when you could have built it as a traditional business? Yeah, it was more, actually, it was more of the philosophy I had when it came to businesses. I personally believe that When it comes to businesses, the ones that will really succeed is the ones who can bring genuine value to their communities and social value or environmental value to humanity also. So it actually came across the philosophy paper that I was writing. So we were talking about capitalism and how um, it's inherently evil. So medyo philosophical na to. So, um, and then, but then I was thinking, but businesses and traditional businesses or They really were the um, a lot. They're really the components of building society, civil society, for how we are today. So my paper was arguing that um, capitalism isn't necessarily inherently wrong, but rather it was human error or human greed. But I found out I was completely wrong. <laughs> like I was completely wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw his face. I saw no Adriel's face. Yeah, I was completely wrong about that. So my paper went 180 because I did have um, an economics prof that planted that idea. Like capitalism and competition is not necessarily wrong. It's just human greed and human error that makes it so abusive. Um, But when I did back the research of all capitalism, take note, capitalism and business are different. So business is the overarching part um, and then capitalism is under it. So 
under under business could also be social enterprise. Um, it could be also other communities like small businesses such as bakeries, um, like um, for seamstresses or something. So that's what uh, businesses overline. And then I found out the core. So I made philosophical of this. Um, the core of capitalism is actually uh, money. It's not either value. It's not social impact. It's not um, as long as you make money. Then that's the core of capitalism. The fastest way to make money, um, no matter what happens, that was the core of it. Was money, and money is always prone to greed. So it doesn't matter if it's like a valuable thing, but it's money. And that's when it's like, okay, um, what happens if you have this whole infrastructure about businesses? Because businesses, like some, they're really a well-oiled machine. Um, there are well-oiled machine. They're very influential, very powerful, especially when. Um, depending how much it grows and how much it can impact people's lives, whether it's good or bad. So, yeah, and I was thinking, maybe if you, um, what happens if you replace the center instead of money? The center is advocacy or genuine social impact. So that was something, but does it make does that make that capitalism still? So like, it still makes it a business for sure if it's in that machinery, but because the core um, value of capitalism is money, th- does it really change? Like even if money is like a secondary priority for the social enterprise or for the business. So honestly, that's the long story about how I came about it and it really solidified how I wanted to run businesses. So I was debating for a nonprofit or a social enterprise. I decided to go towards a social enterprise of mental health, mainly because um, I was very, but it's where my assets were, like skilled with business. And I wanted the organization or the well-oiled machine that I wanted to build to be financially sustainable on its own. So that was the thought process I had with Empath. And yeah, uh, specifically wanted a social enterprise, mainly because I wanted to still root it back to the social part, to never forget that this started or the birth of Empath started because of a personal advocacy, and I hope to stick to it. And um, yeah, I'm not sure how long it will be like, let's say, because eventually it will grow big. <laughs> and then like, or that's the goal. So I think it will more transition. Like social enterprises, um, are like in the smaller scale, like um, in terms of it. But then for um, later on, maybe down the line or something, it could be um, like a high impact company or something. So that's the intention. As long as why I started with social enterprise is to at least, you know, these were our humble roots and how we wanted to start our advocacy and our journey towards mental health care accessibility. Wow. Talagang yung social entrepreneurship talaga, no? parang binabasag niya yung ideas ng mga tao. Pag, kasi nga, di ba, you, you mentioned kanina, minsan nagiging equal kasi yung capitalism tsaka business. Pag sinabing business, ay, kapitalista yan. Ganun, ganun. Pero because of social entrepreneurship, parang nagkakaroon ng, uh, parang binabasag niya nga yung stereotype na kapag sinabi mong business, puro pera lang talaga yung nasa isip ng entrepreneur. When we have um, social entrepreneurs like you na talagang Money can just be like the the oil, pero yung um, goal mo is not really to make lots of money, but to give back to communities, to support communities, to change the system, and to bring about talaga yung um, parang well-being ng mga tao, no? Um, so I wanted to ask now, like in running Empath, no? What were your most memorable and challenging moments as a especially as a young social entrepreneur? Were there any new lessons or realizations that you learned in your journey? 
Yeah, there were so many. It was such a fast and high learning curve that I had to go through. And it was extremely difficult. Like I had asked so many people to um, try and come along in this journey and to be part of the team. A lot of them would go like, you have a really great advocacy, but I can't stick around type of thing. And I thought, oh, and then I, know, I learned that's very normal for early stages of startup. Um, if you're, let's say, not co-founder or if you're not founder, a lot of people come and go, mainly because social entrepreneurship or even startup life is very volatile and it's really not for everyone. Um, and yeah, that's perfectly valid why they would choose other career paths or why they would choose other things to do. It takes a lot of grit and a lot of riskiness as well. So that was one, finding the right team. But I'm really glad with my team now as in we went through so much, so much of a learning curve and they're really an amazing set of people and I'm so happy to find people like them. It took a lot, like a lot of people to come and go, but as Empath is slowly settling in after more than a year of functioning, we're like settling in with our core team members. Um, they started literally as interns, then part-time, then now they're full-time with all like the taxes and the government contributions and HMOs. So like full on talaga with these benefits. So super cost on the company not getting costly than before but it's really worth it because they're such an amazing team um, another one is a lot of people tend to have the stigma against young um, entrepreneurs or young young leaders in general like especially when you're dealing with other company heads whether you're dealing with leaders nonprofits, or local government units or government institutions uh, yeah, it's. I think it's normal culture for Filipino society to have a certain hierarchy. But I did appreciate those who really, the older older people. Like I really looked up to them because they never degraded me as a person. They respected me also. They found me valuable as well, and they knew that I had something to contribute, and I knew my stuff as well. So yeah, and then like when I say opo or mom or like don't call me po, they're like that or like we're, we're on the same foot type of thing. Um, even though they're what, 10, 15 or 20 years older than me. Yeah. So it's, I appreciate those types of um, people as well. So it was usually youth and I think part of it lastly, which is not an uncommon thing is that I'm a women entre- woman entrepreneur. So there is bias and stigma against it. Like there are certain questions that people would ask you or assumptions would ask you that they wouldn't normally ask from a male entrepreneur. Like if they're worried that I'm going to get married, if I'll get pregnant or like, because it's a risk for the business or something if that happens. And yeah, and you can hear it on the tone of people. Like, when they're critical about you also. But you know, like it happens, like here to help break the stigma and break that barrier as well, like throughout time. Like we, I appreciate where we're at now in the Philippines because there's a lot of gender-based, um, gender lens incubate, incubations and programs and opportunities. And yeah, we have still a long way to go, but happy we're, you know, like getting the ball rolling on it. Wow. Oh, talagang, ano, no? parang iba't ibang um dimensions na nagsasama-sama no iba't ibang klase ng um yung layers of challenges no hindi lang sa pagiging young social entrepreneur pero woman entrepreneur pa pero yes no kitang-kita naman natin yung iba't ibang examples niya no natin si MK si uh, Ginger from Taksumo and FH Moms diba parang they're still thriving look at look at them no parang a lot of a, a lot of uh, i mean the two of them can outperform pa yung other male entrepreneurs so like what are you talking about <laughs> pero 
ayun nga so iba't ibang klase ng challenges talaga yon no and even you know iba pa yung mga internal challenges natin as a uh, young leader kasi di ba syempre we also have our own like um self doubts kung kaya ba natin to especially nga, that we're young and then baka feeling natin this is becoming too big or overwhelming for us no pero uh, at the end of the day no we power through we power through and we just pick up the lessons along the way no and yun yung nakaka-motivate din naman no on our end to keep on going despite these challenges and siguro for uh, our listeners right now no the young people who are listening right now thinking they they may be thinking of becoming a social entrepreneur in the future um staff what advice would you give to them to help them get started ooh i think two things one is empathy <laughs> and two is having hope Like um, for the first part, for empathy, a lot of people enter social entrepreneurship or anything advocacy based. Um, some, some yes, like they come from their own experience and they've actually have suffered and gone gone through all these issues and problems. But some, they're more of people who look from above and then think that oh, I want to help people. I want to. It's a it's a very um good intention cost, but you have to understand sometimes their people people tend to have a savior complex, a hero complex that I'm better than them. I'm gonna help the rural communities. I'm come from a privileged position, and you know they're so kawawa. They I pity them. You know like oh they're under poverty communities. So I think that's a mindset we might need to start um straying away from, especially for me like. When I think of social entrepreneurship, it's really more of like a partnership. Um, so, for example, it's not—it's thinking equal footing with the person. You're not trying to—you're not above, and you're try, not trying to look below and help or save them or something. It's really more of uh, your partners and you're equal, and you know that you have an idea to contribute, they have an idea to contribute, and you can build from there to help make better impact for their communities and then it really starts with empathy so i really love the concept of design thinking have you heard of design thinking my prof maybe cuento uh before about a certain case study she had uh she was helping out the community which had very high mortality rate due to childbirth because the women would refuse or would not end up going to the hospitals and it risks a high chance of them dying because of childbirth complications. So what they did with the community, they got the government spend so much money on building so many hospitals for them. But then it wasn't decreasing still the mortality rate of these communities because of childbirth. And they were having a difficult time because they spent so much money. So her team was assigned to do research and help out the community to lessen or like see what's up, what's wrong. And they found out that it wasn't because there was a lack of hospitals in the community. It was more of because the community was afraid of people who wore white clothing. So it was like foreign to them. It was unfamiliar. They didn't trust them. It was very scary and unfamiliar because they're very rural areas and they're not into the whole modernization part. And everything. So yeah, in the end, um, they just had to change white clothing. Um, like instead of white, they changed it to a different color. They tried to make the doctors less intimidating. They also tapped the elderly tribe members to be able to kind of convince them to oh, it's safe to trust the hospitals and everything. And there, that was much a cheaper alternative than building all these hospitals that didn't 
didn't anymore like address directly the mortality rate of these women. So simple things like that, and really just being um, having high empathy for people and really their understanding their situation and knowing how to address their concerns as well. So that would be empathy, and then the next one also always have hope. Like it's gonna be such a very difficult journey if ever you want to do anything advocacy based especially in the philippines because a lot of things and we as a country go through a lot of drama and a lot of difficulties so i think always have hope like no matter what like the hope of being able to still carry on despite the difficulties that are thrown at you is or despite how dark everything seems so i think continue it's grit and hope i would highly suggest for everyone to still continue um carrying on ay grabe feeling ko talaga lahat ng listeners natin ina-relate we're such in a very ano unique time kasi parang parang ang dami nating ang dami nangyari just this month actually kahit actually uh, like the previous month starting last month hanggang ngayon parang ano eh ang daming sobrang passionate about change no nakita na natin yun eh meron ng light at the end of the tunnel pero yun nga may mga times talaga na it, uh, things don't go our way and hindi talaga maiiwasan uh, na may mga mangyayaring hindi natin gusto or hindi natin talaga hindi papunta dun sa direction na gusto natin no so important to always have parang kahit that tiny spark of hope within you and para look at the people around you who sino yung patuloy na lumalaban doon ka kumuha doon ka rin humugot ng parang inspiration and motivation no you 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 you're listening to Steph right now who's handling mental health diba in a time where taking care of mental health of our mental health is pretty challenging and you you can see her really you know pushing forward pa rin amidst all these kasi yun nga eh may nakita akong post on social media no parang ang point of comparison niya, ang sinasabi niya doon is parang everything is hard, you know? For example, sa ating uh, health, di ba? Parang taking care of our health, you know, going to the gym, exercising, that's hard. Pero when you, ano, parang hinayaan mo lang yung sarili mong um, hindi maging physically fit or healthy, that's also hard. So we just have to choose what are hard. Ano ba yung gusto mong uh, puntahan? Kasi mahihirapan ka rin naman parehas. Pero doon ka na sa, syempre, doon sa hard na at the end of the day, it will make you feel better. Or uh, at least, di ba, um, mas magiging positive yung outlook mo in life. So, yun. So, to our listeners uh, right now, no, sana na-inspire kayo sa journey ni Steph as a young social entrepreneur. Thank you so much, Steph, for your for sharing your story and for sharing those pieces of advice para sa ating listeners. No? Having empathy, grit, and hope. Yon. So take note of those guys. All right, it's time to get to know our guests beyond their advocacies. Dito sa lightning round segment ng episode. So Steph, I'm gonna ask you just five questions. Then you just have to answer them as quickly as you can. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Our first question: Who is your childhood hero? My dad, for sure. Okay. Second, if you could invite anyone over dinner, who would it be? Anyone? It can be dead or alive. Oh my gosh. This is a hard one. Oh no. Okay. Um, fine. I'll just do Michelle Obama. <laughs> okay. Um, third question. Um, favorite book or film? 
Oh my gosh, that's a really hard one also. But I think one of my favorite books. Wait, this is so hard. This is not even lightning round anymore. Parang may ulan. That's so much. I love too many too many books and films. But fine, maybe I can give life changing ones. So okay. I think for the life changing one. For entrepreneurship, it was for sure the lean startup. Um, for mm-hmm. self-development, it was atomic habits. So I think it depends on the category. Fine, but I'll leave it there. Okay. So yeah. Ang hirap nga naman mamili if you're ano talaga, a bibliophile, no? Okay, yeah. Fort- such a bookworm also. Yeah, sorry. Go on. <laughs> Fourth question. If you had 24 hours to do whatever you wanted in this country, What would you like to do? Either like there are no limitations at all, right? Like no limitations. Yeah. No limitations. Honestly, solve poverty. Like that's what I would want to do. If I could do it all in 24 hours and if you have no limitations, like completely eradicate poverty, most especially in the Philippines. Powerful. All right. Our last question is a question from the previous guest of the Para Kanina podcast. The question is from Mitzi Tan of Youth Advocates for Climate Action Philippines. Ang question niya for you, na usually ako yung nagtatanong, ay... Para kanina mo ginagawa yung mga ginagawa Para sa bayan. Yeah. So much depth, no? Pag sinabi mo yung para sa bayan. Parang it's uh, parang a phrase that does get that gets thrown around, no? Kahit sa, sa mga UP students. Pero pag sinabi mo na siya, parang iba yung hugot. Yeah, no? that's so true. Again, so thank you so much, Steph, for answering those questions. No, we got to the opportunity to know you a little bit more. No, beyond being an entrepreneur, the entrepreneur behind Empath. No, so now, kau naman na may chance to ask the next guest anything under the sun. Go ahead, Steph. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. You can go big or simple. <laughs> What women? Um, you can choose any women from history or fictional that you think you would resonate with the most and why okay very interesting question right there no pinag-isipan <laughs> <laughs> meron yeah. kaming question na hindi ko makakalimutan kasi si Rance Calderon yung nagtanong doon ang tanong niya lang naman doon sa next kay Mitzi the previous guest gano'ng kadalas ang minsan like what? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Sabini Mitzi once a week. So <laughs> yun yun. <laughs> okay. So sa next guest na episode natin, no, uh, be, be prepared sa question natin, no. Um, if you were to select um, a woman or na anyone from history na Perfect you resonate no. with, no, yeah. or can be fictional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can be fictional. Fictional or okay, historical. Can be fictional. Yes. Okay. Yung na nag-resonate sa'yo, who would that be? So, abangan natin yan, no? So, before we close our episode, no, how can our listeners learn more about Empath and how can they avail your services? Yeah, so you can follow Empath on our social media platforms, either Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, also even LinkedIn. So, at Empath underscore PH or for LinkedIn, Empath Corporation. And for there, you can actually get free psychoeducational content, learn about mental health tips and mental health coping strategies or even just mental health advice that you want in order to really live the best version of yourself. All right. Thank you for that, Steph. No, to our listeners, be sure to check out Empath and see kung anong services yung fit para sa inyo. No? You can also check out their blog section. Sobrang rich ng blog section nila of useful resources over there to help you get started. No? If hindi mo pa, or hindi ka pa ready to 
yung um, talagang book a service, no? At least read yung mga blog articles nila. They're really helpful. And also in their social media page, uh, social media accounts, sobrang ano, uh, dun pa lang, marami ka nang mapupulot na techniques or parang hacks to stay uh, mentally healthy and um, parang para mo rin siya masishare sa mga friends mo and sa mga um, org mates mo, sa mga parents mo, family, yon So sobrang daming uh, resources doon na talagang hands down, very easy to understand and very helpful na rin. No? So thank you again, Steph, for all those resources that you're putting up online na for free, di ba? Parang where do you get these resources, di ba? So thank you so much again for joining me in this episode. Sobrang um, inspiring and ako, um, ngayon ko lang natutunan yung mga iba't-ibang dimensions na you mentioned kanina um, sa pag-move um, around dito sa mental health space, no? And also the journey or your philosophy behind building a social enterprise no meron pang uh, merong uh, academic side si uh, Steph na lumabas kanina so <laughs> be sure to ano watch out but malay nyo diba ma-publish ni ano yan ni Steph oh, is it is it already published which one the paper sorry yeah the paper um actually my prof used it for the next semester as sample paper like the top wow. paper she presented in class so Parang my friend messaged me before like, oh my gosh, Steph, like your yours is the, she gave me an A in that paper. It was a sample paper. Like yours is the sample paper she used for as an example Ay. in class. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so to all our listeners, um, our resources and links mentioned in this episode will be found in the show notes below. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Para Kanina Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. For sustainability-related content, go like and follow Para Kanina Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. No, Be sure to check us out over there. If you like what you're hearing, please, please, I'm, I'm kind of begging, leave the show a rating and a review. That's one way to help the show exist and bring our episodes to more young people out there. No, Alright? Maraming maraming salamat sa pakikinig. This is Adriel and I'll catch you in our next chat here on Para Kanina Podcast, bringing stories that move youth. Bye!